Eden Cos here with Just Be, and we are about to take a spiritual boom. We are at an unprecedented time in human history where we are transitioning from 3D to 5D within the great spiritual awakening. This video and audio podcast is the place for you to find your truth beyond politics, your sovereignty, your voice. Let's kick up your vibration now. By the way, each episode ends with the Just Be practice to do just that. P.S. Just to know a little bit more about me, I'm a psychological empath, meditation master, dimensional healer, all the things to help you within this ascension. To learn more about me, visit me at EdenJustBe.com. And let's get this party started. Eden here with Just Be Spiritual Boom. Oh, so exciting today. All right, we we started off at P and Cullen are here with, with me uh, in, association, in association, let me say this first, with the Grassroots Warrior Network. Okay, so P and Cullen are here with me today. Y'all say hello, please. Hello, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we've already started out with a whole bunch of uh, technical difficulties, so hopefully we're going to be. Okay, so uh, P and Cullen my only regular reoccurring guest. We're about every six weeks out. And I always love to throw this out. This is y'all's 10th time being on the show. And we're on episode 105, which I always love the numbers of it all. Really great. Um, and I will uh, give you guys your their bio in a second. Um, yet these shows are not pre- prescripted, yet we do kind of talk about generally what we might discuss. And one of the things that we are probably going to discuss is, okay, so we are recording this uh, on January 23rd. Apparently, there was a, a wonderful shift on January 21st. Um, and and with me, there's so much shifting and going on, so we're going to talk about what that uh, potentially means. Yet, I'm going to go ahead and start out. I always encourage uh, folks doing cash. I've been putting that out on the show um, for at least one or three times, always reporting that for me. This week, uh, massage therapist, a gym, and getting my hair cut. Uh, okay, let me, I have my list right here. Oh, and I wanted to bring up, so I'm also in a loom right now, a sacred economy, so I just want to throw that out. If anyone has any questions about that or wants to know what that is, come to me and I will let you know. Also... Delling Pod podcast. It's a, it's a pretty good show. So I want to go ahead and highlight him. It's a Christian-based uh, truth podcast. I don't know how long he's been doing it, but it's really, really great. And one of his guests who I loved, I reached out to him. So Ole Damgard, he will be on the show probably sometime in February or March. Amazing. So I want to, get, I want to give some nods to some upcoming guests. So Michael Jaco, who is also a co-anchor with me on the Grassroots Warrior Network, attempting to get him on the show. He is awesome. Carrie Kay is coming on. Oh, so exciting. Okay, but let me introduce the here and now, because that's really important also. Husband and... Oh, and I checked my mic also, so I know that's working today. Husband and wife, PhDs, Pia Orlean Smith and Colin Baird Smith, communicators to the stars, writers, visionaries, intuitive, intuitives, Pia being a former psychologist and Colin being trained in anthropology and archaeology. So they have all this wonderful knowledge together, and it has to be both of them. They bring planetary wisdom from the stars, from a group of Palladian light beings known as Lark Mar, and that's how we're going to end the show. They have offered decades of extraordinary work and commitment to the earth and humanity, and they're not stopping. 
anytime soon, right? Right. Hopefully not. (laughs) Great way of saying it. Okay. Can y'all give me just a second to set this up? All right. Hang with me for a minute. Let me clear my throat. All right. So big stuff happening to those that are awakening and who are in the midst of this ascension. So for me, this has been about about two months. So started with um, working on this pissed off part of me. So this was an old part of me that I really tackled in my 20s when I first started doing this spiritual work. Um, held, I was a doormat. I held so much, turns out, anger inside of me. So really letting that open up and starting to flow and realize that, you know, this part of me, um, she's good. She's a bossy part. She's loud. She's passionate. So not just angry, but but good. And, and seeing that shadow side and that all that stuff. So that pissed off portion started coming back about two months ago. So down to, I had a urinary traction out of the blue, out of the blue. I had pipes in my house clogged started being clogged. And it's so interesting how your house is a representative of you. So with all this, clear my throat again, with all this bubbling up inside of me, this pissed offness became more than it ever had before. Like I was at this point where I just wanted to, if someone made me angry, there was a part of me that was just like, I just want to tear their heads off. I mean, it was this anger that I've never, never felt before. And just watching it and going, oh my gosh, look at this. So there were all these situations that came up where I could really start to work with this. So what this turned into, and I'm going to give you guys one example, which Pia, I think you will really appreciate. What it turned into within this period of time was this humbleness that I, I needed to grasp and I needed to see within myself. I mean, it's amazing to me that that's what this led to. I had no idea that this was going to be the process. Okay. So let me tell you guys this one thing that happened, which was so, so I was at my sauna at my local YMCA. So sitting in this room, hot as hell. So interesting too, hot as hell. And usually there might be one person that, that comes in. So one person came in, turns out, he was a, a preacher. So Pia, you and I growing up in the, the deep South, like two hours from each other, which is really interesting in Georgia. So within moments, he asked me, are you a Christian? Okay, I've been asked this so many times, so many times. So I was sitting there in this hottest hell room going, okay, how do I approach this differently? Instead of getting defensive, going out there with love. So I, I took, took a breath and I looked at him. And again, he, he was probably in his, his 60s and I could just feel right off the bat, he was there to preach to me. Okay, so being in this situation, being wanting to be talked down to, being talked to, but not really to listen. So I just said, hey, oh no, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not in that that, I don't know what I said. I'm, I'm not that yet. I am so connected to God. I so love God. And I just really connected with the passion of that. So I don't know if he really heard me, went on to talking. And at one point he asked me my name. 
which again, my name is Eden. You're a preacher. He totally discarded it. So I, I stopped for a minute. I said, hey, did you hear what my name was? He's like, yeah, and just went on, which I thought was really interesting as well. Then, interesting. Okay, so I'm up in Ohio right now. He lived in Atlanta for a while. So I was like, oh, my, I think we lived in Atlanta at the same period of time. So he asked me why I was up in Ohio. So I proceeded to say my former husband. Then, in a couple seconds, oh, let me hear about your divorce. And I just felt it that my divorce was going to be wrong, that I was going to be wrong. So he went on to tell me that it was wrong. So I just sat there going, okay, ooh, feeling some of the festering inside of me. How do I, how am I calming this? And then get this, someone came into the sauna at that time, a woman. I said, hey, just heads up. We're having a deep discussion right here. She's like, it's okay. She's, she plopped herself down, which I'm like, okay. When he finished, I proceeded to talk about my divorce and I, I, with as much grace as I could muster, it was really hard. And I went through it with just what you're talking about, with heart, with love, and it was necessary. It was necessary. And again, I, I wasn't preaching to him. I was just giving him my side of things. Do you guys know what he said at the end? He said, okay, that to me, oh, I'm getting that he, he listened and he heard me and he didn't have to say anything else, but okay, just those two little letters, so magical. And it was so interesting. We were in there, it was like 20 minutes and usually I'm 15 minutes in this hot sauna. I've been trying to do a little bit of exercise. So 20 minutes, it was like 22 minutes. And I said, Henry, I, I, I gotta go because it's so hot in here. So we did a fist bump and I left. Okay. All right. What do y'all think of that? I think you had something you needed to say and you did an excellent job saying it and holding your own. <laughs> thank you. Oh, that was beautiful relaying that story. So thank you all for listening to that. What are you guys, because I, with, with Henry, that happening on a Monday, then they were like, I mean, it's like four things happened to me on the Tuesday. So they've, they've just been coming in and it's been this realization, this just, um, it, it's been so powerful and challenging on another level. And we, I mean, we have been in this challenging, these challenging moments for so long and it just keeps coming, yet it's different. And now I, I can kind of sit on the other side of all this and it's still coming, yet still being on the other side of it and, and, and more calm. Okay, I don't know if I worded that right. Okay, y'all, y'all's turn. What are y'all experiencing? Thank you. Well, um, listening to what you just shared, I would, I would think about that yeah. And I, I would go directly to astrology here. And I would say, because of what happened that you mentioned a moment ago, yeah, a big precedent has happened, has changed astrologically just a couple of days ago, worldwide. And that is some major astrological changes took place. And we have moved 
the influence of Pluto that's been in Capricorn for approximately 16 to 17 years, it just moved into Aquarius for the first time in how many years, Pia? 200 and something, 200 200, 230 or 40 years. That's all? Yeah. Yep. So what, what happened, for those of us who are interested in astrology, is we just left an era of absolute control, absolute rules, absolute foundation. Limits everywhere you turn. And it has been an absolute challenging past 16 or 17 years yeah. because of these influences of not enough freedom, not enough open-ended ability to just do what we want and, and create new things. So listening to your story, I think many of us had to experience pretty strange things in the past three or four days. Um, and I would guess your sauna story was a culmination of everything that's been going on in these years, which if it made us angry, if it made us anxious, if it made us sad, whatever it did, I think it culminated and gave us an opportunity to either experience things that we've been avoiding or working on, but maybe not finalizing. And yes. I think just as the switch was taking place, some big things that caused us to go into a, oh my God, is this just going to be a hard road again? Is this going to be a, another huge challenge? That's it's different. But it's different because we're not in that controlled atmosphere any longer. For those who are not interested in astrology, I would say look at it as the fact that we are one planet in a whole universe full of planets. And as we affect other people in our community, in the same way, our little community of Earth is impacted by the larger community of the planets around it. So we have a cosmological push in a certain direction, a certain stream of movement that's happening. So from a cosmic picture, the same thing that Cullen just explained, we got a little shift from the nature of the universe on the 21st. So everything is going to change because we're not looking out the same window anymore. Great way of describing it. So I've been telling my clients <laughs> that a lot of this old stuff is coming up. Okay, tell me if you guys agree that this will really be the last time that you have to handle it. Is that accurate from y'all's perception? Eden, I have a very strong opinion about that. Let's hear it. My opinion is it absolutely can be the last time we ever have to deal with it, but only if we deal with it. Yes. If we just kind of polish off the rough edges and go, okay, I did it and move on. It'll keep coming up until it is finally dealt with. That's okay. my opinion. But, but the new window that P is talking about, we can certainly change our perspectives. Mm -hmm. We can certainly change our attitudes about things that were really horrendous for us, really challenging with 
with the new energies that have just become available to us, we can look at it and live within it completely differently. We we can okay. we can use the freedom and the 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 difference between Capricorn and Aquarius in a way where looking retrospectively if we if we really worked with those things that were so challenging if we really did some deep deep shadow work even if the things crop up in in minor ways not not in the the totality of how challenging they were in the past 17 years but if if these issues or these situations occurrences come up again we can certainly look at them in a much lighter, in a much less negative way. With a new view. With a new view. I think I think the key to moving through what we have to move through is simply letting go of belief systems, patterns of behavior, judgment, blame, competition, greed, all of those attributes that was such a part of the whole paradigm of third dimensional reality under the influence of Pluto and Capricorn. We don't have to do it that way anymore. We're moving towards a new world, a brave new world. And to do that, we absolutely have to have the courage to step out of the old one. And the, that's what's required. The, the, para, the paradigm that we're seeing crashing all around us, all, all of the control issues, the, the patriarchy being so strong for so long, not just the past 17 years, of course, but, but the patriarchy's influence of you will do it my way or take the highway. It's it's either we're going to do it through the male dominance, absolutely destructive in many ways, way of dealing with life. Or we can totally let go of that old paradigm. Bring in timely, thankfully, hopefully, much more of the divine feminine which will completely change the whole picture of everything in the new Aquarian age. So we have the we have the ability to turn things around. Um, Pluto will be in Aquarius for exactly twenty years, from from twenty twenty four to twenty forty four, and in those twenty years. We can turn the entire world around. We can change all the things that didn't work. We can, we can use our imaginations. We can use our courage. We can use our abilities to completely create what many of us have been talking about, the new earth, a, 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 new, a new way of being, a new way of living our lives. And I am one, I will raise my hand here and say, I am so happy that, that this switch is possible at this point. We mentioned this, but going more into detail about it, it is so exciting. Are, are, so are we in the Aquarian age now? I would say that we have just stepped into it. We've been singing about it's the dawn of the age of Aquarius since the 1960s. Yes. Been anticipating it with bated breath for a very long Ooh, time. Now chance. we're actually feeling the shift of it. So we can feel that something big is happening, but it's undefined. 
So my opinion is, yes, we're we're actually not at the dawn of the age of Aquarius. We've stepped through the portal. And who knows what's going to be magical, challenging, transformative that we're going to experience in the next 20 years. But something big is happening. It doesn't mean that our experiences are going to be all rainbows and unicorns. Right, right. We, we will still have challenges. We will still have things that show up that we need to attend to, but it will be in a different paradigm. It'll be in a different perspective where we can make the changes that we really truly want to make without so much foundational control and and old oldness. We're, we're letting go of the old now. We are now entering a, a, a completely new vista of possibility. We're going we're gonna to achieve things that many of us have been looking towards for decades. But in order to do that, Eve, uh, Colin and yes. I, one of the key things we have to let go of is our concept of who we are. Each of us attaches to, well, I'm this, I'm that. You know, even I'm a spiritual person. Live it. Don't, don't claim it with words. Live it. So we have to let go of the definers of who we are, and we have to become who we are, not just Can I, define it. Okay, I, I want to go to humility, and I'm going to use a, uh, some strong words here again. I, I had my ass handed to me yesterday, and it's so interesting to watch because I always I pictured myself as being humble, yet there's also this part of me, and we talked about this the last time you were on here, uh, about right and wrong, that I there is a part of me that still I am right. So I've really been having to deal with that polarity within myself. Again, what if everybody's right? What does that mean to me? How does that, like suddenly I'm not right, everybody's right, but they're wrong and they're not. What? Whoa. If you can really move into that and really be humble and really, I mean, I, I realize this is a this is a big piece for me. What What would y'all say to humility? I would say you don't have to be, you don't have to be humble. Okay. You just have to be non-attached. You just have to be non-attached. They can have whatever belief system they want, and you cannot resonate with it as mm -hmm. you choose by following your heart. But you don't have to be humble about it. I think the Christian religion is sort of forced humility down our necks, saying you have to be humble to be good. Right. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I think those who practice humility are those who have too much ego going. All you have to do is be non-attached. Interesting. Yeah. It, it it also has to do with with the the misunderstanding and the misuse of duality. In in the true meaning of duality that that hasn't been misused or or misunderstood for generations in a true sense of a balanced duality i can be right and everyone else can be right too we mm -hmm. don't we don't have to cut off other people's ideas or opinions simply because we have one that we think we need to stick to which goes back to what you said about right and wrong or, or it could be it could be said them and us. 
One of the things that our Pleiadian friends have talked about for decades is there can be two rights. There doesn't have to be a right and a wrong. And if we use the true meaning of duality, duality allows us to bring very different, very, I guess I could even say opposite points of view together. And instead of resisting the one that we are not or the one we don't like, we can simply go, oh, oh, okay. I now can see that person's point of view it isn't mine, but maybe if I budge a little bit, and maybe if the other person budges a little bit, we can combine those two different ideas and create something even better together. And that's where stepping away, as Pia said, from competition or, or the things that separate us, maybe we can turn the old idea of them and us into we. And if we do it together in a more balanced way, it's going to be much, much better for everybody. Now, the I, thing that follows up with that, Aiden, is people yeah. go, well, what about people who are trafficking children? Or what about people who are murderers? Mm. Isn't that right? Isn't that wrong? You know, they get into all of that. The way we get caught up in that is by judging. If we can simply say, that's not my path, I don't agree with this, from my perspective, it's harmful to the universe, and the way I'm going to look at these people who are doing these harmful things is that they're ignorant. They've lost their way. Larkma says all the time, the dark is part of the light. It's simply lost its way. Mm -hmm. So any of those people who are doing dark deeds or lining up with things that are harmful have simply lost their way. And when you start looking at it that way, it takes the sting of judgment out of the situation and it allows us to say, well, we are all one. That portion of us has just lost our way as and, if we sprained an ankle or something and it's not walking steadily right now. Well, and, and there's a there's a, a pretty basic cure for what P is talking about. And that is simply to use compassion compassion. Mm -hmm. If if we have compassion for someone who has lost their way, we're not judging them. We're simply realizing that, that they're either traumatized or they're projecting their unhappiness on others. It, it could be many, many different reasons or elements in this idea, but Pia came up with something years ago that I think is really a really good way of understanding this. She said, we never know what someone else is going through or how they're suffering. We don't know. I mean, unless we know them intimately and have a deep discussion, we don't know what people are going through. And that means everybody is going through something. Everybody is challenged. And if we simply use compassion towards another person that we look at and think, I really wish they weren't doing this, or I really think it's wrong. If we use compassion, it helps us not be judgmental, first of all, but secondarily, that compassion we're sending to them can help loosen them up from whatever is troubling them or whatever is bothering them. One of the things we need to let go of 
is the concept that we have to fight. Because if you look back historically, we've had the war on drugs. We've had fight to stop this, fight to stop that. It's always a war or a fight. And that mm -hmm. doesn't do anything but encourage more fighting and more separation. However, if we choose to live in a parallel manner, going, okay, we don't allow drugs where we are. And if you want to participate in that, you have to do that over there. Or no, we don't allow 5G in our community. If you want to do that, go have your smartphones over there. If we just approach other people with compassion rather than trying to fight whatever they're doing, we bring in a higher vibratory energy to change things. So fighting's not the answer. The answer is compassion and living in a parallel manner that's in a higher vibration. I, I've said this on the show before, but it's perfect to bring this up right now. So I've um, seen a lot of my parallel lives. And at the beginning, most of them are, are pretty, uh, what would be considered evil. You know, like I was a, <clears throat> a mass murderer at one point. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> a mass mass murderer. Then I was a leader of a country and pillaged, raped a, a man as well. So this was so great for me also seeing that, again, this evil or whatever you want to call it isn't separate from me, that I've done these things as well. So that was so nice to experience because it isn't separate from me. I've Everything that's happening in the world, on some level, I've done it myself. And that's, that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow, but I, I not only saw it, I felt it. It's called gathering experience, and that's what we're here doing because it is from the experiences that we get the learning. And that's what that's what evolution is all about. Mm -hmm. If you if you or Pia or me did these heinous, ridiculously unconscious things right. in prior or or parallel existences, we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't be as sensitive. We wouldn't be as caring. We wouldn't be as generous. We wouldn't be as filled with service if we hadn't gone through those experiences. Those experiences have caused us to evolve to the state we're in. And although looking back, it, it looks pretty dark, pretty evil. I think all of us have had to go through this to get to the point where we now understand how important service, how important love, how important generosity and care really are. Well, it does. It increases your compassion because I'm not looking at you as separate from me that I did those things. So I, <laughs> I can understand it on some level. So you're, I, so we can even say that these experiences were necessary. I think I think that is the truth. I think we yeah. had to go through these things. It, planet Earth is not a vacation planet. <laughs> planet, planet Earth. <laughs> right. is, this is a school. This is this is all about education mm -hmm. and reincarnate and reincarnate. And we do things and we do things and we do things in order to learn, in order to move ahead. And if if this if this were a place where we just came and we were able to play on the beach, 
you know, with the <laughs> with the, palm, the palm trees and the margaritas, we wouldn't learn anything. We would right. just be in that state of everything's okay. I'm having a good time. And we would perpetuate that without growth. And that's not why we're here. I had one of my clients, so funny, she um, she was going through a really hard time and my studio's upstairs. So we were walking downstairs and she goes, Eden, I'm so tired of this earth school. I'm like, I know, I know, just hang, hang with it because soon it'll be better. She was just like, oh, this is just so hard. I'm like, I know it is. And you're right. It's not a vacation, but when you do get through the hard stuff, you can sometimes take a breath. <laughs> All right. What else should we say about that? I think the key to all of this is being, not doing. We have been programmed to do, to do, to do. It's all about what can I accomplish? What can I do to fulfill my mission? And actually, it's the kindest moments when we are just being kind, just being who we are, smiling at someone, putting an arm around someone who's crying or struggling, doing something for kindness, that's where the real acceleration in our evolutionary path happens. It's not because we give X amount of dollars to charity or because we're on the right cause, fighting for the right cause. None of that really matters. That's just a method of operation to get us through certain lessons. And it's, it is important that we choose goals and jobs and service volunteer work that is aligned with our values, that's important. But that's just an avenue to get there. The real work is done when we're in that moment of being kind, when we're in that moment of giving a hug, smiling at someone, taking time to look into their eyes and tell them that you appreciate them, even if you don't know them very well. I appreciate your being here today. You made a difference in my life. That's when we accelerate, and that's what we need to to hold on to and let go of all the rest. I, I think we've talked about this. I think we've touched on this topic with you all in all of these great conversations we've had before. P and I do something really simple in public. When when we see someone who looks sad or 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 just having having a, a challenging, difficult time. When appropriate, we will just walk up to them and say, you know, you have a really beautiful smile or or the energy that comes out of your eyes is really wonderful. And not nine times out of 10, but probably 10 times out of 10, that person will melt right in front of us and, and they will go ahead. It's because ah. we are seeing the truth. You of see them. Mm -hmm. And we're acknowledging it. And they feel seen. They don't feel judged. They don't feel the separation. They feel seen. And for that moment, a change has happened. It, it, gives, them, it gives them the opportunity for just a tiny fraction of time to let go or step away from what's bothering them. It gives them that, that little tiny piece of peace, that, that little tiny, oh, I don't have to worry about this right now. I don't I don't have to be raging inside. I don't have to be sad inside. Someone came up to me and said something kind and it changed me. And it's amazing. It happens every time when when we do this in public. 
And if everybody took the time out of our busy, busy lives, as Pia said, doing, 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 if everybody did these simple little exercises, it would change the world because it would give people so much more self-confidence. It would give people so much more sense of my life's really okay. I need I need to step off the treadmill and stop worrying, or I need to, I need to the, the tears that we see are actually healing tears when when people do that that little meltdown. It it's it's amazing how how much change happens in, in such a tiny little bit of energy. I because so many people are hurting right now too absolutely and to be seen through all of this how important i think i'm going to add that so you know i talk about cash i've been talking about about that for a while i'm going to add seeing someone into that uh that'll be my protocol every week for a while and i will talk about me seeing someone and what i did as well to continue to encourage people to do what you're asking i I do there are two two questions i want to ask you guys um One is, okay, let me see how to phrase this. All right, so uh, understanding that we're going to go into the stars for a moment. First, understanding I had a Palladian connection, then um, an Arcturian connection as well, and P.I., I think you're angelic realm. What, What do all of these terms mean? They mean that we're not bound in a third dimensional human experience, that we have the human experience as part of who we are, but we also come from other realms and bring other gifts and talents into our experience here so that our learning can be enhanced. We're much greater than our third dimensional understanding of who we are. People are riveted to the fact that we're physical beings here. And often people don't go beyond that. Just I'm a physical body. I go to work, I go to sleep, I eat. We are so much more than than that average daily experience. And by doing what Pia suggested, less doing and more being, when we get quiet, if if we meditate, I mean, there's so many ways. If we pray, if we meditate, if we just walk in nature, if we just get quiet, sitting quietly doing nothing or walk in nature, those experiences, whether they're parallel life experiences or just the, the the ideas that pop up, either from our hearts or from the cosmos of, oh, maybe I'm part of something much bigger than this, greater than this. Those little moments add up and add up, and they help us realize that we're way bigger than we thought. So what would you say I... If I'm phrasing this correctly, too. A lot of what I'm seeing is, well, I'm from this lineage, and that means I'm this, where from what I'm seeing is it's so much vaster than that. Like, I'm connected to this, and I, oh, oh my God, and there's a connection here that it's just not one lineage, or it is to the galaxy, to the stars. How, how when when someone's caught up in one aspect of it, what, what, would you, what would y'all say to that? I'd say escape from the hierarchy. It's not about being attached to one lineage and my teacher is better than your teacher. 
you're keeping yourself in a box and you're not exploring the vastness of who you really are. I, as you just mentioned, have great remembrance of being part of the angelic kingdom, but that's not all of who I am. I have many other dimensional aspects that I have conscious memory of that are interwoven into how I present myself in this earthly personality here on earth. We're, we're an amalgamation of, of all the experiences we've had, all the things we've created, whether, whether we were Pleiadian, angelic, whether we were part of the nature kingdom. It, it doesn't matter about which lineage. It's about we're all of it. We're, we've experienced so much. And I mean this collectively. I'm not talking about the three of us sitting here talking. Mm -hmm. We are, we are part of so many different elements. And unfortunately, it scares people to think, oh, I'm not just human. I'm not just from here. I mean, it, it, it can be a pretty devastating understanding to someone who doesn't think like this or doesn't talk about these things outwardly, openly. Could I really be from the stars? Am I really... Was I a merman or a mermaid in another experience? Was I this? Was I that? We've been all of it. We've been all of it. And that goes back to what we started a little while ago talking about. In this age of Aquarius, one of the biggest things we can do is letting go of who we think we are. We are not what we think we are. We are so much more than that. It's the thinking that gets in the way of the realization of who we really are and how vast we are. We are consciousness. Consciousness is energy that knows and is smart enough to know where and how to appear, form itself, travel, communicate. That's consciousness. We have a tiny little bit of consciousness playing in these human forms, but we have so much more of ourselves and other forms of consciousness that we are also. Wow. Amazing. I love interwoven. My last question for you guys before, if y'all are cool having a Lark Ma pay us a visit, I wanted to get your impression on this. I have uh, so many 20-year-old clients coming, more than I ever have before. And it's kind of like they're in, in two tiers. There is this one tier that is just just opening up and, you know, moving into this. And then this other tier that is still caught up so much in the 3D victimization. So within that tier, I really, the past couple of weeks, had to um, not, not lay down the law, but really, um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with some of them, but to basically say to move forward, oh, this is really hard to describe too. It's like to really, like I, I am being strong within encouraging them to move on. And I don't know what they're going to do. So what... What have y'all seen with this generation? Because I, I also realize that they're kind of the tipping point of moving into this great awakening. What, what words would you have with that? Well, first of all, I would have to move back into what I was doing in my psychology practice when I was practicing. And I had to redefine my level of service because I had levels of people who came to me in the same way. All of them wanted to be fixed. Some of them wanted me to do the fixing. Some of yes. them were willing to work with me to do the fixing. So all of them wanted to be fixed. And I'm sure that the ones that are coming to you want to be fixed because they're suffering. So the first thing I had to do, and I'm not saying this is what you should do. It's just a perspective. 
I had to redefine myself and say, okay, I am here 100% for those who are willing to listen to what I have to say and then come up with plans yourself for how you want to move out of this place where you're stuck. And we'll work together, integrated, integrating what I can offer and what you bring. Anybody else, I fired them. I'm sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seek another counselor, another psychologist. Go somewhere else because if you're not willing to do the work, you're in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. I did it with love and compassion, but mm -hmm. I knew it was not my responsibility to fix those who wanted not to do any of the work but wanted something outside of them to fix them. So I would say the first thing for you, Eden, is to remember even though you're compassionate and want to help this upcoming generation, it is not your responsibility to fix them. Thank you. Well, what, what I would add is something completely different than what Pia just talked about. Oh, I, I, think, I think young people are coming to ask for help in many different ways right now because humanity has never, ever experienced this chaotic, challenging somewhat dismal experience that we're all yes. going through. And I think a lot of young people are so confused. They don't know, they don't know what direction to take. They don't know, they don't know if they're having lofty cosmic celestial impulses and they don't know what to do with it. They need help in a more mature person a more mature soul, helping them realize that this is wonderful that you're going through this. This is this is fantastic that you're opening to these these new ideas, these new sensations. That's that's one part. The other part is the ones that are stuck. They're stuck probably because they're not willing to do their own work, as Pia just described, and we can try to help them by giving them clues or giving them symbolic instruction, but we cannot do it for them. They have right. to, they have to have the courage and the strength and the desire and the desire to get through whatever the blockages or whatever the, the problematic situations are. So I understand deeply about the two levels you're talking about, because one of the levels is absolute embracing the universe. And they're so excited that, but they still need a little bit of guidance and help. And the other group is like, this is too hard. I am a victim and I want someone to fix me. And I want someone to blame. Yeah. So, so the yes, chaos, that's been the happening. chaos of what's going on is driving these young ones to seek help at this time. And it's wonderful that they're seeking help, but it's also wonderful when they come up against something that says, hey, I'm here for you, but you have to do the work too. And if you're not willing to work with me, you're gonna have to find somebody else to listen to you tell your story 10,000 times because it's not helping you to tell the same victim story over and over again. We need to find a way to help you get out of that role. And if you're not gonna work with me, you need to go find somebody else. Yeah, it's a loop. Yeah. And I, I did do that with two folks last week. And it, it was it was powerful. And yet it's hard in, in a sense because knowing everything that's going on and just wanting to be there. And it was the same thing. Like I, I put myself out there too much 
And I realized that too, like, girl, you got to take it back. This isn't your job. This isn't your responsibility. Again, you can have that compassion and be there. And even the way that I talked to them was different than I would have in the past. It was, it was kinder, yet it was forceful all at the same time. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for um, reiterating that for me. Because it is, I imagine for healers right now, it is one of those you just want to give and you know that everything that's going on and you just want to, but yet it's standing in your own sovereignty and your own fortitude and your own foundation, which realizing that is so important in all of this also. Shall, yes, go ahead. That as you said, for healers, yeah. one of the things is showing these young people that come to you that they too are healers. We don't actually heal anybody. All we do is share our perspective, give them unconditional love, give them some suggestions and ideas. It is they who have to do the healing. Yes. We're all healers. That's part of being on this planet and learning lessons is how to heal ourselves. We don't heal anybody else. We only heal ourselves and offer support to those who need it. That's it. All right, shall we transcend this beautiful moment into another beautiful moment? Are y'all ready? Sure. Just be practice. Hello, dear one. We are Larkma, and we are here to help you ease the pain of your suffering and move into a higher vibratory level of existence. You on this planet have been immersed in levels of separation, hierarchy, judgment, and blame for thousands of years. As the energies shift, when Pluto, the planet of transformation, shifts out of Capricorn and into Aquarius, and you begin to feel the energies of the Aquarian influence, you have the opportunity to shift as well moving into a completely different paradigm of love, trust, joy, compassion, kindness, and opportunities to work through your learning lessons and your challenges from a completely different perspective. Is there anything in particular, dear one, you would like to ask us to focus upon today? I I don't think so. I am so glad y'all are all here. Thank you. I, I, I Just to express gratitude. We are grateful that we are here also. And we are grateful that each of you watching this is here also. We are grateful for the changes that are possible as your species has the opportunity to make a tremendous evolutionary leap. Gratitude and humor and joy and kindness are all great stepping stones in this evolutionary process. When you can find a way to be grateful for anything, even in the midst of your suffering, you move out of the separation of pain and suffering and into the position of unity where you recognize that you are part of a greater whole. When you are generous, your heart expands and keeps you out of a state of fear because you are trusting that you will always have what you need. Generosity is a heart expander. When you're kind, you step away from all judgment and you no longer judge yourself or others, but instead you allow acceptance of different paths of learning, different timing, different ways of doing things, and 
can just be compassionate as you kindly stand side by side with those who may or may not agree with you. Being in a parallel dimension, a parallel reality, while simultaneously being in your third-dimensional Earth is something you're going to be experiencing more and more in this age of Aquarius. So we suggest that you open your hearts, that you move outside of your limited belief systems, that you try to let your heart lead you rather than thinking from the mind. Let the heart lead the pathway of your thoughts. And recognize that energy is everywhere, and you yourself are energy. So what form of energy do you wish to engage with, or do you wish to be? Choose to be in the higher vibrations rather than the lower vibrations. Choose to move away from guilt, from fear, from jealousy, from anger, from sadness. Move instead of the higher vibration, kindness, generosity, compassion, love, trust, joy, expansiveness, all of the things that are the higher vibrational birthright of who you are as a cosmic being. Do not limit yourself to your experience here on earth. Begin to open up to the possible reality which you can begin to attune to as you practice this more and more and more by recognizing that you are so much more than your limited expression of yourself as a human. You are consciousness itself. And in understanding that, you can take your experience to the next higher levels as you evolve and help your species to evolve into a more expanded and wonderful sense of freedom and evolutionary experience. We love you. Good always. I will add onto that. I have had some old thoughts of guilt this week in combination with all of this learning, if you want to call it. Uh, so that was beautiful too, that I can really start moving even deeper away from that. So thank you very much. Okay. How y'all doing? Good. Well, we're always doing well when we connect with Larkma. Good. And the energy with that is always so wonderful. Okay. Oh, and let me add. So we had technical difficulties starting out, but none throughout this, which is amazing. And that we're all in blue, which is amazing. All right. Anything else, you guys? Are we done? I don't think we're ever going to be done, but we can be finished for the minute. <laughs> we can be finished for the show. All right, you guys. Uh, Y'all know every week we come back here with inspirational, powerful stuff to work on, to inspire you. Yeah, we're going to keep on going, aren't we? Mm -hmm. All right. See you soon. Bye. Woohoo. Even though they're trying to cover me up, find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Truth Social, as well as YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, and 19 audio directories, including Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Like, comment, and subscribe. Do it all. Hee <laughs> hee.